Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Fasting, a special message from Sister Jennifer Azzalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Thank you all for coming tonight on this night, this lovely raining night. At least it's not 30 degrees out or five. I'm going to go ahead and sit down here and teach, I guess. So instead of preach, I'll treach. Just kidding. Um, I'm totally submitted to my pastor and husband as I've been asked by him to bring some practicality about our fast um, that our church began today, and hopefully we all began today, and it will conclude Friday. So pastor has designed this type of fast um, so that everyone can participate, everyone, even seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, we can give up something for this fast. And if you watch online, I don't know which camera, if you watch online and you call this your church family, I've been instructed, um, if you are fed weekly by watching us online every week, you are instructed as well. Um, I've been instructed by pastor to ask you to fast as well. It doesn't exclude you if you call this your church family. If you live out of town and you usually usually watch us online, you call this your church home, we ask that you um, participate as well. And um, this is your church family, and I've been instructed to ask you to do that. So this will facilitate a much stronger connection of the body, okay? And when something hurts, like you have a pain in your arm or something, sometimes you... um, use the other one more. So you're using this muscle more or so you're trying to limp along this one and everything has to work together. So if one of them's not, if somebody here is not doing it, we're trying to drag every, we're trying to drag those along that aren't participating. So it's important for us all to come together. So it's a much stronger connection to the body of Christ when you participate. So we're not going to be legalistic about this time of fasting. Everybody say amen. I'm going to send out what you can and cannot do. It's between you and the Lord, except for those three things that Pastor mentioned. So, however, we do believe there comes power with a unified effort. And if you're able and healthy, you should be partaking in this fast physically, not only the social media aspect in some way. Fasting... Okay, this is probably the best statement because I stole this from somebody else. This is not for me. Fasting will not get you closer to God. It will get God closer to you. Okay? That being said, I would like to speak to any of you that need a breakthrough because breakthroughs can come by fasting. Um, In a situation in your life, you just need God to come in and do a breakthrough. If that's you, I just want you to lift up your hands right now, and we're going to just ask God, please help me have a breakthrough during this fast. God, I know that there's people here tonight that can need, need your breakthrough. We need you, Lord. We need a breakthrough in our certain area of our lives. God, I just lift these precious people up to you. In Jesus' name. I'm more hungry for you. Let's just continue to pray. I'm, I, I want to be more hungry for God than um, 
more three days of um, social media. I want to be more hungry for God than a football game. I want to be more hungry, and thank goodness the playoffs aren't until Sunday, aren't you glad? So I want to be more um, hungry for God than drinking a cup of coffee in the break room and being social. I want to be more hungry on those than those midnight snacks to the, you know. I want to be more hungry for you than these needs if I'm ever going to do, going to go to the next level that he wants to take us all to. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, um, which most of us are, I believe, he can do that for you. All right, so let's, uh, if everybody has their Bibles, we're going to go to Luke 4, um, 1. If you have it, say amen. I'm just kidding. So I don't have my Bible up here. Can you bring my Bible? I don't think it's in there, but I have it on here, so it's okay. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted. 40 days. He was being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And we think three days? He was fasting. And then, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Of course, he's going to be hungry. He was just fasting for 40 days. And if you go down to uh, verse 14, it tells us the conclusion of Jesus's time in fasting and how he conquered the enemy. And Jesus returned in this power of the spirit, returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there, excuse me, went out a fame of him through all the region about. The power of prayer and fasting is quite evident in the earthly life of the ministry of Jesus. His disciples, however, did not fast in those days. When someone asked Jesus why his disciples, why did they get a free pass? They ate, they drank, and while the disciples of John and all the the Pharisees' disciples, they fasted often and made prayers. If you read Luke 5, 33, Jesus let them know, and he said unto them, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but thine eat and drink? And he said unto them, Can ye make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. He was going away. He was going to ascend into heaven, and then they shall fast in those days. Jesus let them know that his disciples will fast after he's taken away. He implies that what we lost as his bodily presence being gone, him being away, he implies that we may gain some empowerment as Jesus walking side by side with Jesus in the flesh. We know that he is in us in spirit, but after he ascends into heaven, there will be a longing. There will be such a hunger in my disciples for my physical presence that they will want to fast. And that's what he implies by this. They're with me every day. I teach them. I walk with them every day. They don't need to do this. But when I go, they will want to because they will earn earn for me. Then in a parable, he made it clear that fasting is a spiritual discipline, a spiritual discipline whose primary appeal would be for those who wanted to be more empowered by the Holy Ghost. Who wants to just come in here and just sit 
and, 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 and be fed and go home and come back on Wednesday and then do go a couple of days and then come back on Sunday. We want to, I want to be fed all the time. I want to be fed spiritually. Okay. I don't want to just have a couple of days of good church. We are filled with the Holy Ghost. We have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We are saved by the work of the Holy Ghost. I thank God for it. It's not the way. Sorry, I lost my place. It's not that we try to get more of God. It's God. He wants more of us. And then we offer ourselves to him. That's what he loves more than anything. Jesus spoke also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent or tear, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. You can't take a new, an old piece of garment and try to patch the new. You, you don't do that. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and he and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. They'll be broken. But new, listen to this, but new wine must be put into new bottles. And if you do that, both are preserved. If you put the old or the new into the old, it's going to explode. You can put that picture up there if you have it. You save the wine and the wine skin. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new. The old is better, for he saith the old is better. The wine is the issue. There is no shortage of the Holy Ghost. And this is compared to wine in the Bible. Having the Holy Ghost is being compared um, to the Holy Ghost. The wine is not the issue. The bottle is the issue. The wine skin is the issue, Jesus said. If you want the new wine, the Holy Ghost, you want fresh wine, if you want a new revelation of my spirit, if you want a new visitation of my spirit, then you can't put new visitation, these new things that are, I'm revealing to you in these old wine skins. Because the new visitation of my spirit, the new activity of my spirit, he's comparing it to fermentation of wine. He said the new visitation of my spirit, it will burst the old wine skin. You're going to have so much. If you have all this Holy Ghost and all these good things happening to you and you're trying to push it down into this old carcass of flesh, it's going to burst and something's going to give. So you've got to take it and you have to break it. And that's by fasting. And if you really want my new activity, if you want this new activity of spirit, you have to prepare the wineskin. We just can't take um, this new found knowledge that we have that he's given us and keep putting it into, into that and keep doing the same thing and doing this how we always used to do it. So it's interesting that Jesus talks about this. It's what he talked about immediately after they, after they discussed fasting. The more of Jesus that I allow in through fasting, the more the vessel he inhabits change. We can sometimes hold him here, right? We hang on to old things. We hold on to old wineskins because that requires some change. Why do your disciples not fast? He says they will fast. They will fast when I go away from them and go back to heaven. They'll thirst for my presence. They don't even know. They don't even know what's coming. My disciples will fast. They don't right now because I walk with them every day, but they will long for me and they will fast. He tells us, if you want new visitation, new activity from the spirit, prepare a new wineskin. 
If not, you lose both. Does that make sense? The Pharisees fasted twice a week. Their fast had no spiritual relevancy. They thought it did. However, it was merely a memorial. It was just a good work. Tradition said Moses ascended to Mount Sinai on a Thursday. Hear this. and I had to read this like three times. I'm like, Thursday to Monday, and it was 40 days later. I don't So tradition said Moses ascended Mount Sinai on a Thursday and returned on a Monday 40 days later. His 40-day fast produced more. When he came back, he had a holy glow on his face. It resulted in giving of the law. Imagine what you could do if you fasted for three days. I don't know if you're going to write new laws or anything, but who knows? Why not give him a chance? This was a powerless... um, I'm sorry, hundreds of years. Okay, hundreds of years later, the Pharisees, um, they fast on Mondays and Thursdays. This was a powerless ritual that gained them little more than weight loss and people saying, you did a good job. You fasted Monday and you fasted Thursday. They were so spiritual and so godly. Other than that, it did nothing. The 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness was not without purpose. He fought flesh, his flesh, and the devil. Sometimes we fight more than we have to when you don't need to. During his time here on earth, God was robed in flesh. He was God in the flesh. While he was here, he confined himself to flesh. It produced a dimension of power that he could get in no other way, and that what he did left a pattern for us. You know, if you believe in the Bible, you've got to believe that he left this pattern for us on how to fast. He didn't do it for his sake. He did it for our sake. Fasting enabled Jesus to use the scriptures with great authority. In Luke 4, 3, the devil comes to Jesus three times. The devil tries to tempt Jesus, try to defeat him, but Jesus has been fasting. He had been denying his flesh. He's been away from the city and the people. Sometimes when we, when we fast and pray, we're not alone enough. We're still in the hustle and bustle of things. You got to get alone with him. And he, has been, he was alone and giving that time to prayer. He knew he couldn't do this within the city gates or around people. Somebody's going to be making a good cake or something. He has um, been alone and given that time to prayer. He had incredible authority to use scripture. Jesus himself had incredible authority to use scripture in the flesh. When he quotes those scriptures, it was so powerful. It shuts the devil's mouth. It shuts him down. You have authority in the Holy Ghost. Just imagine if you add tack on a couple days of fasting during the week or the month how much more powerful, and you have to believe it. I can't just tell you, or pastor can't just tell you, you have to believe it. It shuts things down. Your Bible will never speak, um, never speak more clearly to you than when you're fasting. Denying your flesh illuminates your mind in scripture. Your Bible and the words, the meat, the bread, will never be more alive than when you're fasting. 
Your Bible comes alive to you when you read it daily, hopefully. So imagine how much more revelation that you'll get and you'll receive. There's an anointing on you. The Bible is not more anointed, but you are more more anointed when you fast. Does that that make sense? There is anointing on you. The Bible is not more anointed, but you're more anointed. You're denying your flesh. The Bible becomes a living book to us. Prayer with fasting enables us to see the unseen, hear the unheard, know the unknown, and understand the things of the Spirit. If you are saying, oh, I don't know how I can take all this in, I, I just, I don't know how I could take it all in. I, I, I try to read Revelation. Don't start there. I try to read this, and I try to read this chapter, and, I tre- and you're all over the place. Take some time. Pray. Where do I start, Lord? Where do I start? And then God will guide you. He'll guide you on how many days to fast or what to fast. or Like when a person is blind, you have to use these different senses when you're fasting. Uh, when a person is blind, I have a story of the, this elderly woman. Her name was Adeline, and she lived with her sister. And Adeline would, leave, would not leave her house very often. She was elderly, very sweet lady. And she would sit in the same area of her sunroom. She had a very pretty, like, sunroom, had plants and everything. Excuse me. And um, she had a 24-hour live-in caretaker named Shirley. I remember going to visit her, and that's why I'm trying to, I try to remember all these little outs. So she would have multiple visitors um, during the week, nursing staff, uh, the postman. He would even come in and say hi, the friends, many relatives. It never failed. Um, It never failed before the visitor would ring the doorbell or knock the door. So she had one of those little um, intercom things that would reach all over the place, you know. And her and Shirley would communicate that way. But if she would hear anybody at the door, she'd say, beep, Shirley, so-and-so's here. She knew exactly who was there. And if it was multiple people, um, say there was a whole family, she would name every single one of those people that were there. We're like, is she really blind? (laughs) She would know because her senses were heightened. And I remember her saying that... um, a certain family was at the door. They were a family of seven, and, every, and they came to the door, but she knew that the parents were only there, not the kids. So she knew the sound of the car. She knew um, sounds of laughter, certain voices, the tone of your voice. Some people have more deeper voices. Some people have more, you know. She knew everything about her whole senses had to be heightened because she couldn't see. And that's kind of like fasting. Your senses of the word will be enriched. Her hearing had been so um, accentuated because she had lost her sight. When you deny your flesh, your spiritual senses become accentuated. They become more sensitive. That's why Jesus, or that's what Jesus was doing during his 40 days, because he was so in tune with his purpose. He was able to use the scripture with such authority So don't fast just to go along. Fasting without prayer is just starving yourself. It's a ritual or it's a diet. Fasting with prayer, with the word, is so incredible. It's powerful. It opens up stuff. Fasting without prayer is just starving yourself. 
We all need a spiritual breakthrough to start this year. I know I do. Anybody else? I know the weights of the world can bring us down, and I know that a spiritual breakthrough is what we need. I I do. I can speak for myself and my kids. They need it. It has been confirmed to many of you sitting in this room separately and to our church as a whole about taking this church in your walk with him greater than ever before. The devil tried to tempt or allure Jesus. Jesus, he he attempted him. Imagine how much more he tries to entice you. Has the devil ever tried to get you to question your salvation or spiritual sonship? Oh, that's just fake stuff. Has he ever said those things? Has he tempted you by telling you that you're all that? Have he, has he ever done, has he ever said anything to anybody? You're so spiritual. Why don't you go off, jump off one of these bridges out here and see how spiritual you are. God will have to save you. have to use, oh, sorry. The Lord will have to save you because you're just so used and valuable that this church could never run without you. Has he allured you through the lust of eyes, the lust of flesh, or the pride of life? Has he, by means of one or more of the five senses, nearly persuade you, persuaded you to cast off that which is invisible and eternal for something temporal, which is something of this world? If you do this, I'll give you that. When those things happen, Jesus tackled it this way. When he was going through the wilderness, he tackled it the same way that he's showing us. He showed us a pattern of what to do. Pray and fast. Return from your temptations and the power of the Spirit, just like Jesus did. If you join us on this fast, you're going to walk out of your wilderness, not crawl, not groan, not come out depressed. Your wilderness may have been going on for seven days or seven years, but I promise you, I promise you because of the word says you are going to come out of it walking in the spirit from the wilderness. Fasting gave Jesus a powerful anointing to preach and liberate. Fasting gave Jesus the climate of faith he needed to work. After the 40 days of fasting by Jesus, he recited uh, Luke 4, 17 through 19. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set a liberty that to them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And they were astonished down to 32. They were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. We all need the spirit of God on us. You need the anointing to preach the gospel. It's not just for the preacher in the pulpit to preach the gospel. It's not just for pastor. It's just not for me to sit here and teach to you because this is not my home. But I'm learning to love it. But God wants to anoint somebody to give your testimony. You have a testimony that nobody else has, and you have a testimony that nobody else has, and you have a testimony that nobody else has, and you have a testimony that nobody else has, that you can share with others. But if you're just dragging along, 
your testimony is not going to be received as well. God wants to anoint somebody. He wants to anoint somebody to heal the brokenhearted, anoint somebody that you may offer prayer and that you may offer somebody prayer one day and the spiritual scales come off of their eyes and they're like, their eyes are open. God wants to anoint you to reach a coworker, a patient, a teacher. 2024 is a year to see more miracles, more healing, more, more financial blessings to set captives free. It's not just jargon that we're going through. We're not going to get there just by going and coming to two services a week, Sundays and Wednesdays. Thank you. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. This is a call to sacrifice. Prayer with fasting enables us to see what previously was unseen. There's things that you will be able to see, I promise you, that you have never been able to see before. Fasting and prayer enables us to hear what previously was unheard. Fasting with prayer and fasting, or fasting with prayer and able to know what previously was unknown. I believe that with all my heart. Prayer and fasting enables us to flow and understand the things of the Spirit, and the Bible becomes a living book to us. When you fast food, I just said fast food, you will not die. You may think you're going to die, but you'll live, especially three days. It's going to be, you know, you may think for sure you will die without social media and all the news media outlets, but you won't. It's, it's still a mess. It's still going to be gossiping on social media. It's still going to be there. And you're just not going to partake in it for three days at least. This is a good time to see how addicted we truly are to food and devices and stuff like that. So pastor called us as a church body, body to fast. The unity is important. People online watching call this your church home. It's important for you too. This body, you're part of our body that we all partake together. John 4, 31 to 34 in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. What are you doing? Eat something. Eat something. You know, I, when the kids, well, they're homeschooled now, but they eat all the time, it seems like. But when they would come home from school, I'd be like, here, eat something. Eat something. You know? I promise you, for the next three days, someone will probably offer to take you to lunch or buy your lunch or buy you a cup of coffee. It usually happens for me. When I'm fasting, somebody's like, do you want... Do you know, you want pizza? You want to buy, you want a cup of coffee? I'll, I'm buying. Well, where were you at the other 365 or 64 days of the year? But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore, said the disciples, one to another, hath any man brought him out to eat? 
Like, has he eaten on the side? Like, is he, is he eating already? Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. You will have a headache. You may be grouchy from your body going into the detox from all the junk and the sugars that we normally, normally overindulge anyway. I'm speaking to myself. This fast will not kill you. But we are so thirsty and hungry for him that we are going to sacrifice our flesh from January 24th to January 26th. And I feel, when I was writing these notes today, I feel like there are a few of you that you may hear from God during your time of prayer. And you may choose to continue more than three days. And if that does come up and you have never fasted more than three days in your life, please reach out to pastor so that we can pray for you during this time. We should be joyful during our fast, just like when we have the offering, a joyful giver, we should be a joyful faster. <laughs> it doesn't mean we can't be disgruntled about it. You know, I love coffee, but yeah, so fine, I'm drinking water. So we are setting aside this time because we are hungry for more of you. Does this make sense? Okay. Think about the great things um, that will come out of this fast by subjecting your flesh and not saying yes to it. We are setting aside this time because we are hungry and more for you. Remember, when you are fasting, you are saying no to food, but you're also saying no to your flesh's reaction to not having food. During a fast, you must summon, you must command a spiritual strength in you that I know that you all have that the fruit or the fruits of the spirit will give you and are manifested and not a negative reaction to being hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, I wish I could have some Taco Bell. I don't even need Taco Bell. You know, having that attitude towards the fast is not what Jesus intended. We must be fruitful with our fast. Just like when we say offering time, Oh, I gotta give my money. No, it's not that. Matthew 17, 19 through 21. Then, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could, not, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. We know, do we know how big that is? Little tiny? Praise God. And ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out by prayer. So the disciples were praying and they're like, why didn't this happen? Why? How? I cannot believe that this miracle didn't happen. He tells the disciples, you pray, but you don't believe. Prayer and fasting, we must sacrifice. The flesh was waiting around to take the glory. You may pray for hours on hours a day. You may pray eight hours a day, and that's wonderful. Everyone should be at least be praying an hour a day. Fasting doesn't make us more spiritual. Fasting takes us to see how far we need to go to be spiritual. There's an evangelist, his name's Landon Gore, said in one of his messages, I don't fast because I'm spiritual. I fast because I'm carnal. I pray because I'm carnal. We as a body are reaching for things of the spirit and making room for Jesus to draw nigh to us in this fast. 
God has put his hand on the core, this core group here on Wednesday evening. This is not a new way. This is the way. We need this core of people here. I, and I say core because we, we are here. Most of us are here on Wednesday um, and taking our time to visit with the visitors on Sunday. Um, pastor asked that I speak about um, fasting, not on Sunday, but today. So that's we're speaking to you, to this core. We need the, this core of group to be unified so that we can do these things on Sunday. Okay. We need to unify until he hears us. I thank God for the many people that he has baptized over the last nine months and the new people that he has added. But it's time for the birth of revelation of understanding. And let's come. I would, I'm, I'm going to close. I don't know if you're playing. And if you want if the enemy is trying to tell you, you don't need to fast, that means you need to go further. Of course, the, of course the enemy is not going to tell you to fast because he doesn't want anything to do with it. He's already made his bed. So I would like for everybody, if you can, come to the front. us all to just pray together and for each other because we are a body and we need to be unified with one another and if you need a breakthrough during this fast I believe it's going to happen tonight I believe it's going to happen during this fast these next three days joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect and anything's possible. Mm-hmm.